Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon, you're listening to Community News for Hacker Public Radio, October 2013. Right, yes, great start. Joining me tonight are Auga, say hello. Hello. And Dave Morris, say hello. Dave, you're going to have to speak. Oh, sorry. Push to talk. Excellent. Um, For those of you joining for the first time, HPR is a community network, and every month we, as members of the community, take it upon ourselves to sit here in a mumble chat room and have a chat about what's gone on in the last month or so. We do record it the first the Saturday before the first Monday of the month, which causes a lot of problems for Dave and the schedule. And uh, we just go through the shows, introduce new hosts, and talk about anything that's been on the mailing list or anything that's coming up. And without further ado, somebody else is going to introduce the new hosts. I, I don't have that in front of me. That would be because it is here on... I'll paste you in the link. Okay, I can do it either. We have new host David Wilson... Neander Geek, Tony Palais, and Richard Hughes. Welcome to all of you to the HPR Network. So what we usually tend to do is start off by going through the shows that were in the last month. So uh, the first show was 1347, and it was Linux Jazz by Brian. And that was a welcome return for Brian Mann, who Indeed. gave us a rundown on uh, his setup again a sort of what's in my bag sort of deal. Very cool show, I thought. Interesting insight into uh, the life of a musician, that one. Indeed. Completely Linux now. I... Yeah. yeah. I like his interstitials. A lot of uh, production value goes into his shows, unlike mine. The following day we had uh, 1340, which was Fuse by Mr. X. Now, Mr. X brought you the soldering series, to which I'm eternally grateful now that I've become an official solderer person. And this one I was expecting to be on uh, the Linux uh, file system in user space, (laughs) but it turned out to be something completely different. Yes, it caught me unawares too, I have to say. (laughs) Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, that that was was interesting, but not what I expected. (laughs) And that's... uh, that's uh, kind of the life is like a box of chocolates here in HPR. Very completely of interest to hackers. Don't get us wrong here, Mr. X. But uh, I think he tricked us all with that one. And for those wondering, he was uh, they who haven't listened to the show. He had a uh, Second World War fuse that uh, it, the story was about a Second World War fuse that his grandfather had taken back. He was on a bomb disposal team, and uh, yeah, it was just a rundown, a little short story on that. Very interesting took me back to the days of my youth because uh, I worked in, oh, I'm going to say late 68, early 69 for a company that was manufacturing fuses for shells that I think went to Vietnam. Ooh, very interesting. Oh, gosh. Okay, the following day, Melissa Duprest helps me with audio compression from John Culp. And she was a, uh, I believe she's a, a audio professor in the University of Louisiana and basically was going through Audacity and explaining some of the uh, values and stuff. Yeah, interesting that uh, John Culp didn't know that much about it. I, it was one of those things I would have expected him to know about, but uh, it, was a, it was a good episode. Indeed it was. And then the following day we had the origins of 
O-N-I-C-S by Gabrielle Evenfire. Oh my god. <laughs> that is all I can say about this. Unbelievable what what a can of worms he opened up for himself here, but oh my god. It's it's I, I, I was lost for words with this, so this is an amazing collection Absolutely. of tools and things, yeah. And then it's like uh <laughs> yeah, it's the I went to change a light bulb, but the light bulb was out, so I had to. Uh, I went to the press to get a light bulb, and the press door fell off, and then the uh, press door fell off, so I went to the garage to get a screwdriver, and the garage door fell off, so <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, he, a whole complete and total framework on the. Uh, and I know exactly what he's trying to do, and uh, it seems like very, very, very interesting. If anybody is working for an ISP or um, on the front line of a uh, networking uh, if networking is part of your life on a day-to-day basis, if you know MRTG or RRG tool or stuff like that then give this show a listen it will be well, well, well worth your while it all starts yeah. with tools also interesting actually... hack on this microphone, sorry Dave cut you off. yeah, yeah, no I, I just looking at my notes here, I, I actually downloaded it and tried to build it but unfortunately I didn't manage to get it to, to build but uh, something to come back to yeah, yeah, the the microphone hack you were saying that was pretty pretty cool. Just kind of <laughs> proves that you can do, uh, you can uh, you can make anything. Uh, I don't know. Somebody put a sentence together for me, please. <laughs> it's it's the hacker ethos, isn't it? If it doesn't work, make it work by some means or other. Anyway, community news for August appearing in the middle of uh, what month was that? The tenth, two months later, October. So, uh, October. Thank October. you. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. The following day, we had the Stanford Marshmallow experiment uh, given to us by Zachary DeSantos, who some of you might remember as being the chap who I interviewed previously at OGCAMP 13, um, and he was doing the sky. He had two kites, and he was having the movement of the kites uh, compose music. And then he later submitted a show, um, uh, some audio clip of a stream flowing. I didn't, I hadn't quite put the, the bits together, I'm afraid. I remember the stream, but I hadn't realized he was at Ogcam. Yeah, he was upstairs cool. uh, doing the, uh, he had the two kites. Yeah, I remember, remember that bit. Oh, cool. Yes, well, this was... <laughs> this stirred a lot sh- of controversy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wasn't quite clear what, what this had to do with kites or streams or <laughs> probably both of oh, those in there somewhere the, uh, in the show notes for the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment and I better read it out the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment refers to a series of studies on delayed gratification in the late 60s and early 70s by, led by blah 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 in these studies a child was offered a choice of a small reward sometimes a marshmallow <laughs> Provided immediately, or two small rewards if he or she waited until the experimenter returned after approximately 15 minutes. In follow-up studies, the researchers found that children who were able to wait longer for the preferred reward tended to have better life outcomes, such as uh, measured by SAT scores, educational attainment, body mass index, and other life measures. However, recent work calls into question whether self-control, as opposed to strategic reasoning, determined child's behavior. So, folks, we all got Stanford Marshmallow experimented. But where was the gratification? I, I didn't get, <laughs> didn't get any. The gratification. The marshmallow. Delayed or not? <laughs> the marshmallows in the post. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
I think any HBR booth from now on, right? We have to bring marshmallows for people who listen to that show. <laughs> but no, classic. Again, this month was full of surprises. None less surprising than introduction to units on practical math. Charles NJ in NJ managing to pull me along by my teeth. Um, here on maths, I suspect that once we leave introduction to units and go on to actually doing something about units, he will lose me. But so far, he seems to be pulling me along on this series, I'm kicking and screaming, fan. admittedly. Yeah, I love what Charles is doing, and uh, I just look forward to that series continuing for a long time. I have to admit, I had to listen to this more than once, um, partly because I'm not very good at listening to podcasts concentrating hard as I have to because there's this terrible tendency being an old guy to doze off and it was it happened more than once but I got through and it was fantastic oh, I really enjoyed it great. it was fantastic but I dozed it off. was <laughs> well you, you wait till you get to my age you, you'll the same will happen to you Dave I'm not too far away from it thank you very much <laughs> But what I, what I do do with uh, his shows, because I know they're coming, I make sure that it's late in the, you know, in the afternoon on my mm-hmm. way home from work, and his show notes are absolutely excellent. Like, oh, absolutely. Yes. You, you yes. must read along with the show notes, or at least I must. Yes. And then the following day is uh, Mr. Gadgets with a tribute to Wayne Green. And I would like to thank Mr. Gadgets for doing this. I think we... Uh, he He is doing testimonial series here for us and putting stuff into context, you know, that would be just a two-line note on the news, even if that made the news or, you know, in the some footnote on the tech journal uh, RSS feed. And to hear the the context, the uh, the effect that this person has had on his life is, um, is a true testimonial, I think. Yeah, good show. Absolutely, yes. It's... Uh... I was a fan of, of Byte, but I never really understood it, and <laughs> I used to read it. My brother used to have, he had the whole like the whole series of them in his, in his flat at one stage. Wow. Very, uh, very interesting. The a following fact. day, we had Mr. Ahuka with LibreOffice writer Bullet Styles Deconstructed. And you have some good news for the followers of the series, Ahuka. Uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Recent uploads? Oh, oh, I... I have some good news. Okay. Uh, uh, I've uploaded three more shows. Uh, and Yeah. I mean, I, I plan by the end of winter to have uploaded enough shows to take me through 2014. Excellent, Smithers. Excellent. I'm sorry. I thought for a minute you were saying someone had good news for me, and it was like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Huh? <laughs> no, not at all, no. Um, then the following day, we had... So you've just installed Arch Linux now what mini series by uh fifty one fifty, who I just found out recorded is after doing a uh, Linux Cranks episode, so he must be completely uh tired. I'm liking this episode, although I don't use Arch myself. I'm liking the series of I mean. It's got me thinking about it. Um I've heard enough people talk about why they like Arch that I've thought, you know, one of these days I ought to give it a look. Yeah, I've tried it all right, but uh, I don't think I'd post it on my main desktop though. Yeah, I've, 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 I'm in the same position. I've started to look at it. I'm not sure I, I want to run it, but maybe one day. And I'll be back to this these episodes to, to listen, I think, when that happens. I think you, from what I hear, is you need to update regularly and read show notes. Or read, not show notes, good. Everything in my life is show notes. No, 
read uh, the release notes. Um, so that, that right there seems a lot of work to me. <laughs> okay, the following day, What's in My Bag series was by James Michael Dupont. And I liked this episode simply because of the fact that he doesn't have a bag. Uh, or if he does, he, he's kind of old school. No laptop, no phone, and uh, no mobile, I mean, and uh, living close to where he works. Lots of similarities between his life choices and my own. So uh, I did enjoy this show, I must say. Yeah, impressive, I thought, yeah. Living without a car, doing a lot of walking and taking public transport sounds very European, but, uh, and using a bike. The first place I went to when I was in the States was Kansas City, believe it or not. And we uh, we were we were actually shocked by the fact that there was no pavements or sidewalks. The uh, hotel was straight across from the the place where we were working in um, Overland Park, and you could see it from the hotel, like, and it would be a five ten minute walk. But there was no way for a foot pedestrian to get over to the other side. And uh, one of our uh, one of our managers was decided to get up early one day and walk over and. Uh, and somebody slowed down in the car beside him and said, Hey, honey, well, you want to ride, honey? <laughs> yeah, that's so, the United States for you on both counts. Yeah, so we don't believe people ought to be walking. So friendly, all of you guys. <laughs> By the way, that's where uh, Mr. Gadgets lives, is Kansas City. This has not escaped me. It's, uh, it's funny, actually. May have even bumped into each other at one stage. Anyways, uh, what's on my bag and other stories? Very nice series, and someday I will, in actual fact, put them into a series all by itself. Speaking of series, we have a new series on HPR privacy and security. Sad though it is that we need it, but we do have it. And the first one in there was a request uh, from our list for G in uh, PGP compliant encryption by Clatu who uh, showed us how to set up GNU PG, uh, GNU Privacy Guard on Moss and uh, other, excuse me, other mail clients. Yeah, I, I thought he did a wonderful job, and I asked for that to be part of the Security and Privacy series, uh, which I've uploaded a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to expand on what he did uh, to talk about some of the clients you can use in various operating systems to handle some of this stuff. Good. I get the feeling that this is something that uh, I at least would need to hear a few times. Uh, this this episode I've listened to twice, and I need to hear it a few more times because I'm a bit concerned uh, when I start encrypting my email. Uh, I want, yeah, it's something I want to make sure I do properly. Well, we'll guide you through it. Cool. The following day, we had Matthew McGrath, who is Geek Dad, with pipes, and this was not the Linux. Uh, how to redirect one command into another. It was about uh, yeah the low-tech pastime of uh, smoking a pipe. I used to do that myself. And a, a friend of mine who's also a pipe smoker had a sign in his house that, uh, it, it, you know, if you, have, if you smoke a pipe, you're constantly fiddling. So the, the sign said, a pipe gives a wise man time to think and a fool something to do with his hands. <laughs> yes, very much, very much. The following day, which was very interesting, SFS Linux Camp. Uh, these guys are putting together a training series for how to get your uh, Comp uh, Linux Plus study guide and stuff. 
and they have uh, some links in the show notes to uh, Word or to LibreOffice documents showing like typical questions and scenarios and stuff uh, for the labs. Very very interesting. I've I've sent them some feedback on uh, you know other things that they should include. So really really uh, interesting what they're trying to do. And if anyone has a chance to support them, please do so. Yeah, I'm not looking for any certifications, but uh, I'm glad they're doing it. Sounds like an interesting project. Yeah, looking forward to hearing more about this. The following day, we had Dave Morris with fixing a bad RSS feed. (laughs) Why, Dave? Why? (laughs) It's a problem, (laughs) and I fixed the problem. Why did I have the problem in the first place might be the question. Yeah, but... I, I and I know you mentioned it in the podcast. It it's not explicitly not in the spec that you can have multiple enclosures. You you could mm-hmm. in theory have multiple enclosures. The fact that the Perl library or, you, or the fact that yeah, as the Perl library you're using doesn't support it is more an issue with the well, actually, this whole thing is more an issue with how badly written the RSS spec is. Uh, exactly. Yes. Which was my conclusion, if you if you indeed remember, indeed. which annoyed me because uh, then I had nothing to complain about. <laughs> I, I, I was hearing your potential comments in my mind as I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get my uh, my feedback? I, I hadn't. I hadn't looked to be honest with you. I've not checked. There feedback. is feedback on the website where uh, uh, you could actually modify the XSLT quite simply, so that um, when you're doing the enclosure, you could instead of selecting slash RSS slash channel slash item slash enclosure. You could do slash RSS slash tunnel slash item slash enclosure open square bracket at type equals uh, quote audio slash og quote and then close square bracket open square bracket one close square bracket and that way it will only okay, take in okay. the first um, but yeah, that will only help yes. with one it won't help with the fact that they put multiple other enclo- for your other second scenario it won't help mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean, I mean it, was, it was go on sorry. No, no, you go. It, it was just really a um, an example of of the crappiness of of RSS and how people obviously fall into the the hole left by the fact that it's a crappy standard and uh, the fact that this thing causes problems down the line. Some, I'm sure, some podcatchers have fixed it. I know uh, the one I run on my Android mach- uh, tablet handles them quite happily. Uh, What's what was it on G Pod? It doesn't. G Pod gets a little bit upset with it. And so you know, there's a variability with with the way that different systems handle it, um, and uh, so it's just generally a mess. So yeah, it's exactly. partly that, and yeah. partly just to to give you a show because they were a bit short shows. Anyway, oh no, I didn't Indeed, say that. No, but uh, also, I must say, I do. I did like the show because. Because of the way you went through your your RSS, and I'm now going to steal this code and use it for proprietary software that I'm not going to release to anybody. Be <laughs> well, absolutely, that's in the spirit of things, of course, Ken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although that is actually in the spirit, of, that is allowed under the GPL or whatever. Yes, yeah, so as long as you don't it's, redistribute it. But uh, it's out, it's out there. So just do what you like, as far as I'm concerned. No, it is. Uh, it's nice to get a. Um, a something somebody put a sentence for me together thing. It's nice to get the breakdowns and your um, your uh, codes, your show notes are always very well done as well. Okay, on some Pac-Man tips by way of replacing Network Manager with Wicket. This was fifty-one fifty. 
and uh, how he replaced Pac-Man uh, Network Manager with Wicked, which is something I've also done, not on Arch, but on other distributions. I, I tried that on my laptop, which I have done many, many times, but all of a sudden it's uh, bombing out on me. I've got to figure out what's going wrong. Why can't this Linux stuff just work? <laughs> and actually, it was after this one that he recorded Vintage Tech Iron Payphone Coin Box. And Ahuka, tell me, does the does the what word did he use? Personal bank or something? Uh, a piggy bank, probably. No, piggy, like piggy bank. I would have known, but in the show he referred to it as a personal bank or. Not a piggy bank, because that's what I would have called it, a piggy bank. But he... I'd, I'd written down iron mechanical bank. That was the term he used. Mechanical bank, yes. Yeah. I had yeah. no clue what he was on about, because uh, I had seen the pictures, because I posted the show, but and then suddenly it struck me, oh. And piggy bank, actually, was the word I was looking for. Thanks, uh, Ahuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I assume that it was something. I've seen ones where, like, you put a coin and a hand comes up and grabs it and then pulls it down into the box. Never never seen these. We didn't have them. Of course, we didn't have money in my day. <laughs> no, I've seen these things. They they they're not very they're not very common, but uh, I've seen them in antiques programs and that that type of thing, and in real life in museums and stuff. Oh, sounded cool. sound amazingly cool. No, it, it did, of course, it became obvious what he was on about at the end. Mm, mm. But did anyone notice the glaring omission from his discussion of the payphone, which was also incredibly interesting that you had to, you know, the coin comes down at different speeds and rings the bell with a different tone, which is why the operator had to listen to it, which is the fulfillment of it. The glaring omission from the show? All right, I guess it? I'm an idiot. I missed it. The, the three different sounds of a of a whatever you call them nickel quarter and uh, and dime coming down hitting the bell. Well, I I thought he did explain it. It took a different amount of time. Yes, well, I wanted to I wanted him to put a coin in and here it go. So if somebody can do that, record that for me and put it on because I've never heard this. Oh, you just wanted to hear it? Yeah. I mean, there's a, probably an assumption that everybody in the States knows what the sound is like, but having never made a payphone call from the States, I have no idea what, what it's what it sounds like. Well, you can't do it here, really, anymore, unless you're very well, lucky. He's got the bloody box right there, look. All he needs to do is put in a coin and record it and take it on to the end of the episode. Job done. If he hears this, maybe he'll do something about it. No, I was just commenting on the fact that Payphones have pretty much disappeared from the United States because everyone's got cell phones now. I know Zachary DeSantos is off there now recording uh, <laughs> a two-hour episode of coins being put into a payphone box. <laughs> There's a trend started there, I'm sure. Marshmallow what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and if it's of interest to hackers, it'll get on here. <laughs> Anyway, LibreOffice writer and numbering list style deconstructed. We had the bullet style previous and now the list style. Want to say anything about this, Ahuka? Uh, no, I, it really just trying to take it a step at a time and, and go through it. Uh, the one thing I will mention is that uh, you had asked for a show some time ago about what my workflow is like when I'm creating these things, and I may try and get that done this weekend. Oh, very good. Yes, I have. And that would be superb. 
probably the best um, brain respond, Luca Lu. The best handle for this one is Yander Geek. And what I do with my Raspberry Pi, which of course will also be a excellent, excellent series if people wanted to do that. I have two, count them, two shows ready, well, in my head, ready to do rock on this on this subject. No, three, 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 no, four. Bring out this one. Did you use a Raspberry Pi for the dinosaur egg thing? Yes, I did. That could so be that, the series, that could be yeah. part of the series. We only need one more because you know it takes three shows to make a series <laughs> or more. But this is this was excellent. Uh, one of my one of my shows will hopefully help him out a little bit. He's kind of stolen his use case too. Is my home server, which is kind of what I'm doing as well. So uh, that's that. But love these episodes. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. And the next day was Jezra who many people will know from um, from Dan and Fab's Linux Outlaw show, and I thought they were referring to that Dan, or perhaps the Dan from uh, Linux Link Tech Show, but in actual fact, it turned out to be a Dan in work, and we got a show out of that. Well, uh, Dan Washko spells his name with two N's. Double N Dan. But a very good show on uh, how to do GitHub. Repeating. And it was a very good show on how to do use Git hooks when running a Git commit for anyone who does that. So, pretty uh, pretty cool stuff there. Long may they continue coming. And John Culp, how to fold a sheet in response to our low amount of shows. Well, no, you got to give it the right title. It's how to fold a fitted sheet. Thank you. Makes all the difference. Although I can do neither, so there you go. Now, I have a question for you, gentlemen. Which of you was were able to fold a fitted sheet prior to this episode, and which of you were able to fold a fitted sheet after this episode? I could do... I had a technique which is not as sophisticated as John's, which involved laying the thing flat and turning the, the fitted bits inwards all around to make a clean edge all around and then folding it, but that's a pain. Whereas his method... Although it's hellish difficult to explain, is better. Did you follow? Answer your question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the pictures first actually, and then the 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 the, the, the explanation is really hard to follow. I think because it's a really hard thing to explain because it's a it's a multi-dimensional, three-dimensional thing. Um, so you need the pictures alongside it. Yeah, and the pictures are there, and it's kind of clear if you've done. I, I also have seen the pictures before I listened to the episode, so it kind of uh, also disqualifies me, I guess. <laughs> but I want, John, I want the uh, link to the YouTube videos all the source video. <laughs> yeah, we really need that because uh, I have to admit, uh, I tried to mentally follow what he was doing, and I'm just not that good. Well, this could be an entire series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be careful what you ask for. I, I, as you all know, I really don't care as long as shows are coming in. It could be on a two-hour episode of somebody walking in the rain, and I would be happy with that, so long as it's of interest to hackers, and it was. Uh, then we had the National Month. National Novel Writing Month. Thank you. Which, oddly enough, uh, Jezra is, is uh, sysadmining for, so kind of cool there, how it all comes full circle within the space of two days. But a real cool uh, tip there on Focus Writer, 
actually uh, how to uh, you know some of the tips get into the zone and put on a timer and you don't need to worry and stuff so kind of like that like that episode a lot the question becomes what sort of tools really fit your workflow um, I mean if I were doing it and I'm not uh, I would use LibreOffice Writer but yeah but then again I can you see would... that for someone who isn't as familiar with it as I am it might be distracting yes but then you are one who knows not to press those buttons oh exactly yeah I, 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 I would set up a template with the styles I needed and then just start writing and which of us after we had cleaned our apartments 14 times, you know, the day before your uh, your final paper was due, would spend many hours getting the formatting right before you have written, you know, any any text at all for your paper. Yeah, well, you would point. not get a good paper out of it if you took that approach. Ah, yes. Hence, maybe why I'm not a production engineer anymore. <laughs> Anyways, yes, yes, yes. And the final episode was blogging with Octopress, which is actually rapidly becoming a series static HTML site generators. You have competition in the market, Dave. Was that the November 1? Oh, yes, it was. Sorry, that shouldn't be on. How did my... Oh, yeah, because I pressed blah. Okay, but that was the last show. That is going to be reviewed next month. Yes, okay. Okay, that was show review. We have been running for seven years, six months, 22 days. As HPR, five years, three months, 29 days. Total number of shows, 1,715, 300 TWAT, 1,415 HPR, 206 HPR hosts. The next free slot is in 16 days. There are seven hosts in the queue, and there are 15 hosts shows in the queue. The total number of downloads in October was 101,572. All this information is available for you on the Hacker Public Radio website. There was a massive jump there in downloads, I think largely due to one or two people uh, slurping in the entire archive. Good luck with that. Indeed. Two months' time of continuous listening. Actually, I need to do that as well. Uh, Put a running, uh, running. Blah, 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 blah. I also need to put something together to do a running count of the amount of hours of content that we have up there. Meanwhile, uh, I want to jump in here because do. I, I don't know if uh, anyone else would know about this uh, uh, unless they listen to Linux for the rest of us. But Ken was hoisted by his own petard recently because he. Uh, called in to talk about all the things that Linux for the rest of us ought to be What's doing. Batard? And uh, door-to-door geek said, uh, Ken, sounds like you need to do a show. Yeah, I was called out, yes. I have, in fact, more than one shows. At the end, I gave him a series of uh, uh, topics. And, that was and as soon as I there. heard, uh, I, I, Ken actually did it both as an email and as a voicemail. And uh, I immediately said, Ken, I want your list. Because that is going to give me all kinds of ideas of things that uh, I can do shows on for Hacker Public Radio. Uh, and uh, I'm also going to be doing some similar things for Linux for the rest of us. And so it's going to give us a good uh, promotional opportunity where I can say, hey, you know, get all these shows at Hacker Public Radio. Yeah, absolutely. The thing about security, though, is I 
I find it interesting and I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I've been follow, following it for quite a while, but uh, I would not consider myself to be an expert in any way, shape, make or form, although I do tend to follow best practices. Well, I but just maybe... finished a very interesting book by uh, Bruce Schneier called yep. Beyond Fear that I think laid out a very good way of thinking about security. That's as in one of the show notes for your upcoming episode stuff. Yes. Indeed it is. And folks, you're all going to have to tune in or figure out how to get access to those already posted shows and download them all. <laughs> Anyways, news, 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 news. I do, uh, just to hook, I have loads, uh, I have about three or four episodes in my head for um, a uh, security uh, thread, and I have a few on Raspberry Pis, and I also have a few more to do. But I've been putting them off until I get time. I'll okay, forward to hearing them. Good. Uh, the um, main topic, one of the main topics I want to pull out from the um, mailing list this month has been an announcement of the New Year show. Uh, New Year 24-hour show. Hello all, we're roughly about 10 weeks away from the next New Year's show, a lot less now, and this is called for all parties who are interested in helping out with the New Year's show. We need to make arrangements for a mumble server and a few streaming servers. If you have any of these resources, please send your name, email address, and available resources, the date and time that is convenient to, to meet online for organizational purposes. Thank you from a Kevin Wisher on IRC, kevin.wisher at gmail.com. And those are uh, those are coming in thick and fast. We do have uh, the HPR VPS, which is available for that very purpose, uh, generated for that purpose. So that can be the main uh, the main server. And Kevin, um, if you can send me a list of people who need accounts on that and their public SSH keys, I will arrange for them to have accounts on there with access to that. So, join the mailing list for discussions on that. Uh, there was a request for Ahuka, uh, who's on the show, Indeed. to do a um, to use doing car payments as an example uh, for your upcoming calc shows. Yeah, and and I, I'll I'll do that because uh, you know, Lord knows one ought to respond to requests whenever possible. Uh, it, we love you, Ahuka. We love you. Uh, it'll it'll be some programs into it before I get there because I've I've got to build the the, the groundwork. And yeah, obviously. Particularly with Calc, uh, I'm going to start on the assumption that you don't know anything about spreadsheets at all. Actually, that's probably not a bad assumption. Well, I've discovered that the things that I think everyone knows, uh, it turns out they don't. And I don't know which things people don't know. I, yeah. I, I've done uh, sessions where you know, uh, drag filling amazed somebody. It, you continue on doing what you're doing. If it's anything like your uh, writer series, it will be a full, thorough uh, a breakdown of of uh, what LibreOffice should do. And I think we should put burn these on the DVD and send them over to the LibreOffice people to give away. Anyways, uh, then we had... Uh, the next big, big discussion was queue management and depositing of the current backup, uh, backup shows. And this, this arose from an email from, uh, this, this is a massive discussion, actually. And 
it arose from an email from uh, 5150, who had seen the state of the queue and uh, I think was a bit spooked by it, to be honest. But I'd been there before, so I wasn't as spooked about it as uh, as he was. And if you look at the graph at one point during the uh, during the week, well, actually, what happens on the graph? What happens on the upload um, uh, cycle with HPR typically is this: we get approximately one show a week normally, about one show a week, maybe two if you're lucky. But it kind of averages out to one show a week. And obviously, if you do the maths, that's only 52 shows that we get during the regular cycle. Now, what that means, of course, is that we're short of shows at particular times. So then we uh, send out the request for shows. And then what we get is a big bump in the amount of shows that come in. So around about the 27th of the 7th, we had uh, a request for shows. And we went from four shows up to 15 shows. And then it steadily climbed over the period of the month up to a, a height of 34 shows. And then it gradually goes down and it goes, you see it bipping up, bipping up, bipping up as we get a few shows in. So what that means is at a certain point in time, we're very low on shows. And at a certain point in time, meaning people uh, rush to get in shows and everybody, and thank you everybody for doing this. Don't get me wrong. I, I do want your shows. Really, I do want your shows. Especially if you happen to record a show this year, please send us in your shows. But my point is kind of that um, if we can, as because now we're managing the queue ourselves, we are responsible for the queue. You can, when you upload your show, you can put in the date or episode number that you want the show released on. And if you do that, then you can space your shows out for a particular period of time. So if you're uploading four shows and you want them spaced out, you can do that by picking days in the future. So what I was saying was um, we got a, we got some shows in and uh, I referred to it as a burst, which uh, I think uh, might have offended 5150. And if, I, if it did, I really apologize to 51. You put out the call on a lot of um, a lot of podcasts there to get in the shows, and I really do appreciate that. So um, just to be clear about that, what I'm asking for people to do, especially the regular contributors, is use that feature so that um, you can space out your shows. So now you don't have to. You can put in next available slot and we'll take the next available slot or you can put it into the backup queue and it'll probably never get out because we have 13 shows in there. A lot of them wait now probably over a year. So the kind of rule of thumb is if uh, there's a free slot in next week, whenever next week is, when you're uploading, then uh, use next available slot. Or if you want to hear one of the backup shows, don't and we'll pick that. If it's two weeks out and it's still full, yeah, you can also put it in there. If it's three weeks out, try and leave a few spaces. If it's four weeks out, leave a few spaces so that they days that if a new host comes along and they pick next available slot, that they have a chance of getting in some slots. And don't be worried about empty slots coming through. We have 13 backup shows, which is you know nigh on uh, three weeks of backup shows so we and you know we do tend to get backup shows every now and then i at least i have plenty of shows that i could record as backup shows if needed so you know don't be afraid about don't be that afraid about gaps try and try as a community we need to take responsibility well you guys need to take responsibility uh you guys being me as well uh, need to take responsibility for the queue as well because you're the people who are doing the, the, the scheduling. I none of the admins have any control over it anymore, which is a good thing. Comments. Well, uh, I'm trying to work 
actually pretty far in advance. I think the stuff I've sent you, I've got something scheduled into January already. Um, and I'm now actually doing two series, uh, which proves I'm insane. Uh, so there's the Libra office. That's the one that's going into January. And then uh, the new security and privacy. And on that one, I'm trying to do like one a month. And I've already sent two in, but I've tried to space them out. So my objective, at least, is to have stuff in the queue that says, uh, all right, I've, I've got stuff programmed, you know, through 2014. And that's that's cool, because then there's plenty of free spaces there. So also, if you put them on the Friday, if, if you're picking a week and you put it on the Friday or the Thursday, that leaves the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of free for people, so... It's just a request. Nobody has to do it. We, I'm very happy with the, you know, the shark fin is fine by me. But you know, what would be nice if we had that number hovering between the 15 and the 10, which I think is a nice. Um, the, the red line is when the next free slot is. So if there is a free slot in 10 days, but the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that are filled in, we, it, that red line still shows that there's 10 days to the next slot. So that still leaves. Uh, am I making sense here, guys? Because I have no no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yes, there was also a request. Uh, I think it was kind of tongue in cheek uh, about that we should uh, do worst of as a backup show. So if that you would, I don't know if the intention was that you would critique other people's shows or that you would do you the worst possible show that you could do yourself. Um, but just to make it clear here on HPR, it is not allowed to um, slag other people's shows off. You can uh, take them aside and, and comment on their shows, or if their opinions are um, contrary to what you believe in, you can, of course, comment on that, do your own show about it, then that's absolutely fine. But uh, slagging off other people's shows is not in the philosophy of HPR. Agreed. Okay, and a good example of that is um, is the 69 episode, which I think offended a lot of people, and there was a, a counter-episode uh, done uh, on that about uh, the call entitled The Internet is for Porn, and both of those episodes are linked in the comments, so uh, they're both sides of the argument. Okay, Zen, my friends, we had an update to the README file, where I'm being very strict now in what I want, because... I am getting grumpy. Yeah, I got caught by that last weekend when I uploaded some stuff. But, uh, yep, we will we'll take care of that. Uh, it's not that bad. There's uh, some things that really mess it up for me is spaces and quotes and question marks and stuff are reserved file names. So, uh, yes, you can use them, but it's a pain in the arse. And also, let me see what else did we change. Oh yeah, tab delimiting. Uh, oh no, I, did I not fix this? Dave, did I not fix this? What was that? I thought tab I delimiting. fixed the. Sorry, I thought I fixed the underscore. Oh, I didn't update the README to the um, that now. I didn't update the README on the website, which is a different file to the README on the FTP server. So I'll, I'll do that now. But basically, I'm asking for file names to be restricted to a A to Z01. A space uh, should be replaced with an underscore. And between the host name, host ID, host name, uh, you should use a minus sign. 
no braces or punctuation or stuff like that. And the show notes, please fill out the fields in the show notes. So your host and email address, your desired slot, uh, intro and outro added. Believe it or not, that, that, that one line, the intro and outro added, just makes life so much easier for me because I don't need to download the show over a slow connection, listen to it, and do all that stuff. So, yeah, kind of use that. And I'm, I'm assuming that it makes your life marginally easier if we actually put the intro and outro on. Yeah, put the intro and outro on if you do. It doesn't make any difference to me because it just adds one additional step. Uh, it adds an additional three letters, but the audio will never sound as good because I'm hacking stuff together with a script, so the the, the levels and everything will be off. So if you add the intro and outro, then you can you can check the levels yourself for, for your show. Okay. Makes sense? Oh, yeah. And there, there, was, there was some comment in the previous um, uh, community news about the level of the intro and outro being quite high. Correct. Remember that? Yeah. And um, I wondered if we should maybe turn them turn them down a wee bit. Um, I, I don't know if, if it was just a few people hit that one or whether some people were having trouble adjusting things so they weren't too loud or whatever. Um, I wonder whether we, we should take action to... Uh, to to make them lower. To do that, I've actually re- I've taken the originals and I've dropped the level a little bit, and I have my own personal copies that I'm using with the lower level on them. If you want them, um, you want to check them out and see if they're if they're any better. Then you're very welcome to them. As I said in the last community news, when I mentioned this, if somebody wants to do that, send them to me, please. Okay, consider it done. There will be new intro and outros for people. Maybe I should re-encode uh, yours again, Ahuka, because they will all have the high intro and outro levels on your new shows going into 2014. I hadn't noticed any problems there. Um, my suspicion is that it's only occasionally that I hear it too loud. Um, and I'm wondering if maybe those are cases where... Uh, like maybe someone was adding the intro and outro and then boosting their volume? No, I think they were commented on, on shows that were done by the script. Oh, okay. Uh, I so just, d- it, I'm not hearing it on every show. Uh, I'm hearing it, you know, a couple, three times a month. Okay, when you identify it, um, can you tell me and then we'll see if it was linked to this. Anyway, Dave, send us the new intros and outros. So folks, there is going to be a new intro and outro for you to use available by the time you hear this, so long as you're not downloading it too early, in which case, just wait a while. Okay. So, what else? What else did we have? George asked for help. Yes, he did. He did indeed. He wants to know what to record, and the answer, of course, to that is everything. (laughs) The process of adding us to the mail archive has begun. I think uh, nobody objected to this. Uh, so all the um, all the messages to the HPR mailing list and the dev mailing list will be added to that service. More information coming shortly. Right now, anything going to the mail list will go over there. So again, it's an ongoing process that won't happen overnight. Good. So that's all I have. Anyone else got anything? Nope. Not done here. Yeah, and if you're not on the mailing list, uh, please join us. It's usually quite quiet. Some months it's there's nothing, and other months there's loads of stuff. And hopefully, in a while, we'll have a a place where you can go back and see all the all the messages, which I find quite interesting. <laughs> That's, uh, just reading some of the messages that I posted way back when. 
Okay, folks, that's it for me. Tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HPR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.